Welcome to Out and Out Vibes, a new age, new day, and modern calmness radio show. Percy and Mastro will be exploring an array of metaphysical topics. They'll be helping callers with insight about their questions. So welcome, and let's start our journey into a newly found awareness. We're back, and it's Nancy Ann. This is Gina. And happy Mother's Day to you, Gina, and our listeners. Yes. So what did you do today? I spent some time with my my parents, my mother and Mm -hmm. father, and my aunt and my daughter. We um, went out to a very early dinner for Mother's Day. It was very nice. How about you, Nancy? Um, I went with actually my daughter's father, which was, is my ex-first husband, my current husband, and my daughter, and we went to Lone Star to celebrate, because I saw my mom yesterday, to make sure that I could just relax, because she lives in another state, and that way I don't have to run around all day. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, and tell us about our guest today a little bit, Gina. Yeah, so our guest tonight is Mark Anthony. He is known Mm -hmm. as the Psychic Lawyer. He is a fourth-generation psychic medium, and he communicates with spirits, but he's also a licensed, successful attorney. And um, he practices in Florida, Washington, and has even um, worked with the United States Supreme Court. He's also an author. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, being a medium psychic, you know, using both sides of the brain, it'll be interesting to ask him a bunch of questions about that, especially using that and what he does being a lawyer. I agree. I agree. It's an, it's a very interesting combination to me um, because in law, you're trying to get the truth out of people and help them come to a, um, well, conclusion. Yeah, conclusion, I was going to say, the jury and the judge to help uh, find a conclusion. And it's kind of similar to when you work with a psychic because you're looking for answers. So for me, it's an interesting combination. And if you are representing someone and you know that they're not telling the truth, what do you do in that situation? So What would you do? Well, that it depends on what type of psychic he is or medium, you know, and how he works or communicate if someone touches him, if he's tactile, visual, what is he? So it'll be interesting. So let's bring him on. Okay. Mark, are you with us? Hi, Nancy. Hi, Gina. It's great to be here on the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, You're thank welcome. you for being on, on the show. Um, so let's get right into this. So Gina... Talk a little bit about your bio and about who you are. Um, so you're that psychic lawyer, and, you know, we were talking about you probably were hearing us about 
the ability of being a attorney and a psychic medium, um, how can you, um, doing both, do you find it difficult? Actually, I, I don't. Um, for to to clarify, though, for for the listeners, um, mm-hmm. I was born a medium, and then uh, you know grew up with parents that were both uh, psychic mediums. They had these abilities. Oh. And it's a, yeah, it's a genetic uh, predisposition or a genetic a recessive genetic trait which runs in our family. And um, my dad was a NASA engineer, and he'd been a Navy SEAL. And mom was a commercial illustrator, so you know it, it's not like they were practicing psychic, uh, you know, psychic uh, arts and, and mediumship for a living. We were simply, you know, one of the families in, in the neighborhood. And right next so, door. Right next door, exactly. And so, so this is something that I've always been around. And then when I when I got older, um, I was actually very heavily drawn to the clergy. I felt that I would probably end up going into into the clergy uh, I was raised Catholic and you know so I was thinking well perhaps I'd be a priest um, but then there's too many rules too many regulations and I just didn't really agree with so many of the things um, you know especially you know when I was a boy and I hit about you know age 14 15 and it was like yeah, I don't know about this <laughs> you know so <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but from a philosophical and spiritual standpoint um, is as much as I see the benefit in religions, I see how it's really uh, uh, holds people back from from connecting uh, to God because you get so bogged down in, in uh, dogma. And um, so I thought there were too many rules and regulations, and I ended up going to law school. So <laughs> go figure. Uh, not like there's lots of rules and regulations there. <laughs> so. Do you think that these professions work together, or are they polar opposites? I think they work together, and uh, the reason that I say that is, first off, um, I'm very well aware of the negative reaction a lot of people have when it comes to attorneys. And let's face it, you don't go to a lawyer when things are going well in your life. You know, you're, you've been arrested, or you're suing somebody, you're going through a divorce, or you know, there's some type of dispute over money or, or, you know, there's all types of things. And so people, when they have to deal with the legal system, it generally is not a very happy or pleasant uh, reason why they're they're doing that. But both jobs are about helping people. Um, as an attorney, my my job is to help people through some of the most difficult things in their life, losing a loved one in a car accident, um, getting arrested, being injured. I mean, this is this is what we do. And as a psychic medium, I help people cope with the loss of a loved one by facil- facilitating communication between the loved ones here and the people they love on the other side. And both jobs revolve very heavily upon evidence. I mean, certainly everybody that's ever watched any legal show, objection, inadmissible evidence, I mean, we know the importance of evidence in a courtroom. Without it, uh, you simply cannot establish your case. But in, in mediumship, in spirit communication, evidence is crucial because I'm what's known as an evidential medium. When I communicate with spirits, I have to bring forth pieces of information that the spirit transmits to me that are specific and verifiable so they can, um, so the recipient of, of the reading knows that this really is 
these loved ones communicating, and I'm not just telling people things that they would like to hear. Exactly. And it's interesting. Um, you know, it is Mother's Day, and, you know, we got, Dina and I got to spend time with our um, parents, but, and you do, Matt, you know, your main thing is also you, the books, like Dina brought up, is grief management. So when it comes to, like, not having your mom or dad still here, what do you do then for a person who comes to you to help them through it? Well, what I do as a psychic medium is is facilitate communication. In other mm-hmm. words, let's back up just a bit. Um First off, it's Mother's Day. I've lost both my mother and my father. And people Mm -hmm. seem to think that because I'm a medium that somehow it doesn't bother me because I can perceive when they're spiritually around me. The fact of the matter is it hurts me every bit as much as it does everybody else because I miss Because you're a human. Because I'm human. Absolutely. Exactly. You know, it's Mother's Day. I I can't go over to my mother's house and hug her and tell her how much I love her and take her out to to a fabulous brunch and, and spoiler with flowers and presents. Cause I used to, I really used to enjoy being able to do that. You know, my mm-hmm. mother and I got along really well. My dad and I had like the best relationship. And what I can say, um, about, uh, my relationship with my parents is I don't have necessarily have any regrets. I mean, obviously it, if we could go back and redo our lives, we, you know, there's things we would not have said or done or whatever, but we don't live in that ooey gooey, perfect cream cheese world. You know, we're right. human beings. We lose our temper. Um, our parents lost their temper with us, you know, have disagreements and all that. But in the final analysis, the love and the loving um, behavior so far outweighs any of the, uh, the downside. So of course, you know, you, you, we miss that. And, one of the, if not the biggest fear, cause of anxiety, depression, sadness when a loved one dies, is that that person has disintegrated, and not only disintegrated, but that your relationship with that person has ceased to exist. And what mediumship, what what, what I call interdimensional communication, and if you want we can get into why I call it that later, but... Sure. What interdimensional communication does, my ability to tune into the higher frequency of the other dimension that we call the the other side, helps people understand that, number one, your loved one did not disintegrate into nothingness, that he or she lives on in, in an energetic state in eternity, actually in a much better state than we are, and that your relationship has transformed from one of a physical, personal, like material world nature to one of a spiritual nature. And once you, it's such an important step in the process through grief to get to the point where you realize that your relationship has gone from one of a physical to one of a spiritual. And so that you never do lose a loved one, they just simply transfer to a different dimension. And so mm-hmm. that's what mediumship does is it helps people understand this. Right. You know, and and a lot of people don't understand this because, you know, a lot of times since, you know, they're not a medium, they don't get it totally. So, and that's where we come in to help them find peace or get something that they need to help them through this time. Absolutely. 
Uh, absolutely. And, you know, people, when I, I did an event the other night, and this lady afterwards says, well, can you teach me how to do what you do? And now I, I'm I'm of the of the school of thought that mediums are born, they're not made. You either are able to do this or you're not. Correct. Now, that being said, everybody has the same basic physiology. You know, everybody has a pineal gland, a solar plexus. We all have a a neural net, in other words, a, a nervous system that operates on electromagnetic energy, so that everybody in the world is capable of detecting the presence of spirits. Everybody in the world is capable of receiving messages from spirits, but that doesn't mean that everyone's going to be capable of the rapid and um, extremely detailed communication with spirits that people who are mediums do. And, I mean, think of it this way. There are some people that are just fantastic uh, mathematicians. Right, they're going to yep. be able to determine the acceleration curve of a satellite, um, you know, going in a you know an, an orbit around Jupiter, and what the slingshot effect will be once it you know flings out. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, I, I mean, people that do these things are or Olympic athletes. Um, you know, yep. I was telling people the other night, it's like you know, when I was a kid, I took guitar lessons, but you know, I'm not Eric Clapton. Okay, that's like never going to yeah. happen. And so people need to realize that. But that doesn't preclude you. That doesn't eliminate you from having a dream where a deceased loved one comes and talks to you, and it's a real experience. It doesn't eliminate you from catching a glimpse of them or hearing their voice or having a, the feeling that they're around you. So spirit communication, spirit contact is available to everybody. It's just that some people are better at it than others. Exactly. Okay, I want to take us to um, a commercial now. So I want to tell everyone, if you're interested in giving us a call, our number is 888-627-6008, and we're going to go out to commercial, and we'll be right back. We have created a new trend by mixing comfort with a positive design to inspire the wearer of our clothing line. In each of our custom creations, we've designed an inspiration word incorporated into a Mandela. If you want to be the first to check out these cool designs, visit us at out-and-out-vibes.myshopify.com Dot com. That's outandoutvibes.myshopify.com or visit nancytercy.org. have a great metaphysical shop in New Jersey, which is known as Sacred Green Earth. They carry a large variety of new and used books, including audiobooks and DVDs. Our statuary and gifts are imported from 14 different countries, and they carry inspirational banners and decor items from many diverse walks of life. This store prides itself on carrying the highest quality of incense from all over the world. We're located at 511 White Horse Pike, 
Oakland, New Jersey. Or simply call us at 856-854-7700. Are you looking for that great podcast that you can participate with and get excited about? That will take you on a journey of insight and answers? Then you found it. Join us on Out and Out Vibes with Nancy Tercy and Gina Mastro, which airs every other Sunday at 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on BBS Radio. Welcome back to Out and Out Vibes. We actually have Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, and we're exploring different array of topics about how he works. So go ahead, Gina. You had a question for him? Yes. Mark, I would love to know how you get your information. What type of a psychic are you? Well, I'm a psychic medium. In other words, um, I have the ability to communicate with spirits. And when um, I open up my brain to higher frequencies, spirits are going to come forward. I'm going to see things, hear things, feel things, taste, smell, touch. I'll feel how people died. Um, they'll start transmitting all types of information to me. And then um, the questions I ask uh, the recipients a lot are, are things like, do you recognize this or does that make sense? I caution people about going directly to no, because some people get into no, 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 no. And then after the reading, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's what that means. Oh, my gosh, that's who that was. Okay, it's better to say, let me think about it, or I'm not sure. The um, Are you there? I'm here. I can yeah. hear you. We're here. Yeah, uh, what's going on is there's a really bad lightning storm just started where I'm at, and the lights have been flickering. So if I get cut oh. off, <laughs> I, I know. it's it's. So I live in central Florida, and we got a, a system coming over and i hope this is the only one we get this year <laughs> okay good luck on that right all right so so i'll see them hear them feel them and you know if people call in please don't call in with the love life and career questions okay if you're unhappy with your job go get a new job okay if you don't have somebody in your life well then do something about it okay um and, and i don't mean to be facetious about that but what i do is communicate with the other side I'm not a marriage counselor, nor am I, um, you know, a headhunter for business. A career. Because, a well, career, a career yeah, because people are always like, oh, I hate my job. Well, what are you doing about it? Nothing. It's like, well, yeah. you need a psychic to tell you that you get out of something what you put into it, okay? It's Dang the same it. thing with a relationship. People are like, well, why find true love? Well, what are you doing about it? 
nothing. It's like, well, sitting home eating, you know, a package of cookies every night in front of the TV. <laughs> How about you join a gym? Um, you know, go out and, you know, you don't have to hang out in bars. Go to places where people right. are healthy and open-minded and, and put yourself <laughs> out there, you know. And let me tell you something, ladies that are looking for men. Men may not be psychic, but boy, do we pick up on the desperation vibe. Oh my God. If you walk into a place like, I want a man, I want a man, I want a man. We can smell that a mile away and, you know, we turn into Peter Pan and we fly out to Never Neverland. You know, you run the other way. Anything out of it. Yeah, just be cool, you know. It's like, you know, the desperation vibe. You may as well show up at a bar with a cold sore and a couple of kids. I mean, come on, you know. So, anyway. <laughs> well, it doesn't, like, you know, women always get, you know, they say, oh, size matters. Size doesn't matter. It's the desperation. If you have confidence, no matter what size, what shape, what you look like, you can be, men will find you more desirable than like what you're saying. If you're like, oh, I need a man, I need a man. You can sniff it a mile away. And you know what? <laughs> um, I want to give some advice to men now, okay? Mm -hmm. A very wise friend of mine, her name's Marla. She said this to mm -hmm. me the other night. If a man loves a woman because of her heart, then one woman is enough. If a man loves women because of their looks, then not even a thousand are enough. Correct, because it changes. Very profound. Well, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's like, you know, guys are very visual. And the thing yep. is, you know, we all want, you know, the supermodel that looks glamorous all the time, but who can cook like Martha Stewart. You know what I mean? <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> newsflash, with everybody comes something and with everybody comes some limitations, and you have to be realistic. You know, it's so funny. I see these guys walking around, you know, they're 50 pounds overweight, and they're going, oh, look at her. She's too, you know, heavy for me. And I'm like, you do have mirrors in your house, right? And that doesn't mean <laughs> that there's anything wrong with them, but, you know, you have to have to realize that what makes a person attractive and beautiful is not just when they look stunning going out on a date on Saturday night, that it's the whole package. And exactly. that's why a man who loves a woman for her heart, he's seen beneath and beyond the superficial um, but if all you're interested in is is the wrapping paper, you're never going to get to enjoy what's inside of the package. And that's what my husband tells me. He tells me every day, he's like, I'm in love with you and who you are, not, you know, your outside. Not that you're not pretty, but he's like, I love you for you. I fell in love with who you, what, who you are inside. So he tells me that every day. We have a few people on the line, so how okay, do we talk let's to go. someone? Okay, okay, so let's take a caller. Um, hello, welcome to Out Now Vibes. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Hi. <laughs> My name is Erin. Erin, okay. nice to meet you. Do you have a question? Nice to meet you. Uh, nice to meet you, too. Um, well, I was just... I know you guys are going to say, I was just wondering about, I know you guys said about, like, job and everything, and I like my job and everything. I just wanted to know if I was going to make it further in my career, I should say, not a job, a career. Well, what are you doing about that? Well, I, I'm i learning different positions in the job. Okay. All right. As a person, all right. I, I've employed a lot of people in my life. I mean, what mm -hmm. I'm doing now is I'm 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 working full time as a medium and an author and a um, a public speaker. And when I 
act in a legal capacity. It's on TV and radio as a legal analyst in cases. But um, I've been in charge of as many as 350 employees at one time in this one organization that I worked at. And the ones who excelled were the ones that not only were the best they could be at their job, but they furthered their, their education and whatever career that you're in, particularly if if, um, if you work for a big company or even a smaller firm who will put mm-hmm. you through classes and education, uh, if they're going to put that type of investment into you um, because you show the commitment, then you're going to exceed and excel. And what I'm getting about you, Aaron, is that you are a go-getter. You're very, very um, dynamic in your approach to things, and you're also kind of the alpha female. In other words, you're not the doormat. You don't sit in the back. You're not a wallflower. You're the take-charge personality, and that's a very good thing, and that's what's going to get you further. Who's the Scorpio? What's going on with the Scorpio? I'm just picking up something about the Scorpio time frame which is roughly between October 20th and November 20th. It could be births, deaths, anniversaries, or events connected to you or somebody close to you who may have, you know, had a birth, death, anniversary event in that time frame. Um, I, I'm trying to think. Who's Scorpio? Between October and November. That might be um, my cousin who passed away. Okay. Was this a male? Yes. Okay. Because we've got a male energy coming through, and I'm seeing the, the image of a scorpion. So let's see what he wants you to know. Okay. Have you just started some type of uh, fitness or health program, Erin? Um, no, I always talk about it, though. <laughs> you always talk about it. I always it, talk about and this it, yeah. spirit is bringing this up. Okay. As the woman of action, what gets things done, talk or actually doing it? That's a pretty easy answer. (laughs) What he's telling you is you've got to do this because that's all part of you excelling in your job because it's also going to help you um, manage your time better, also manage your stress level, and also demonstrate to to, um, your boss, to your career, that you're striving to be the very best that you can be. Um, What he's also telling you, are you having problems with the front end of your car, like when you're driving? Is there something with the steering or sort of pulling a bit to the left? No, um, in my old car, but I just got a new car. (laughs) Oh, you just got a new car. What was going on with the old car? Well, it was my mother's. Um, She she gave it to me. It's just an old Malibu. It's an old car. So, you know, everything was starting to have to get fixed in it. So I just figured just get a new car. Uh, No, no. My question was, was is the steering pulling in it? Yes, the alignment. All right, that's what I needed to know. So, see, the spirits bring that up. You just got the new car. So now what he's saying is if she got a new car, then why doesn't she start working out and getting into the health and fitness program? So what he's telling you is you've made a very positive step and you're about to make another step, and then you're going to stop. It's funny because um, he showed me an image of Walt Disney. Now, who doesn't like Disney, Disney World, all that? Um, but I'm starting to hear this quote from Walt Disney, there's a time to stop talking and start doing. And the other thing is he focuses on with you is the Aquarius time frame. Now, Aquarius is roughly from January 20th to February 20th, which can indicate births, deaths, anniversaries, or events connected to you or someone close to you or something of significance in that time frame. I'm an Aquarius. Aha! Okay. Now, <laughs> now, let me explain why that's so important. 
when a spirit gives me a message of an explanatory advisory nature, what he's telling me is kudos on on the on getting the new car. Secondly, um, that for for your mental, physical, and emotional well-being, and also to advance your career objectives, you have to get into the exercise, physical fitness. You know, you know, start going to gym, go to classes, whatever. You know, do something you like doing, but get doing it. That's the advice and explanation. And then when a spirit follows that up with an objectively verifiable fact, which is Aquarius, you're the Aquarius. That verifiable fact is how the spirit has let you and I, Aaron, know that we have properly received and interpreted the message. So that's the message. I'll leave that with you. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. All right. Thank you for calling, Aaron. Thanks for coming in, and let's take our next caller. Are you ready, Mark Anthony, for our next caller? Absolutely, sure. Okay, great. Welcome to Out and Out Vibes. First name? Hello. 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 What's your first name? Can you hear me? Yes. We can hear you. Your first name? Roseanne. Roseanne? Okay. Okay, Roseanne. And what is your question for Mark Anthony? One question. Hi, Mark. Um. Yes, uh, I was just wondering, since it's Mother's Day, I was wondering if my mom would be coming through for you. Oh, Roseanne, um, you know, as soon as you got on the phone, I started hearing mom, 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 mom. So let's see um, let's see if your mom can come through. Now, this is fascinating. Okay, who doesn't like Thanksgiving, right? I mean, it's hard, it's hard not to like a, a holiday that's basically food. But the interesting thing is, um, the female energy that's coming through that I believe might be your mom keeps showing me the traditional Thanksgiving dinner, the turkey, cranberry, stuffing, the whole nine yards. What this indicates to me is a time frame, which would be the last half of November, which would be roughly November 15th through, let's say, December 1st. And what she could be projecting to me is significant births, deaths, anniversaries, or events connected to you or to her or someone very close to you within that time frame. Okay. Yes. In what way? Yes. Um, we would have Thanksgiving dinner here every year. Right, but but more than just that, there's something more than just that. Um, births, deaths, anniversaries, or events. And while you're pondering that, she just presented to me a diamond ring. Now, of course, every lady I know has got something with diamonds in it. But what's interesting is the diamond um, ring. It, it's not a real big diamond, and it's—I don't want to say it's oval shape. It's more like a, um, like a, um, like a diamond shape. <laughs> you know, what, you know what I'm talking about, like yes. the the, yes. the the diamond shape. Okay, and it's it's not a super expensive diamond ring, but it has tremendous emotional significance. And she's transmitting that particular object to me now. This could also be an indicator of a significance to the month of April, because diamonds are the birthstone for the month of April, which could indicate a significant birth, death, anniversary, or event connected to you or your mom or someone close to you in April, and or it could also mean that particular diamond ring. Does this make any sense to you? Uh, my dad's birthday was in April. My daughter's birthday is in April. So we got a couple hits on April. Is your dad on the other side? Yes, and okay. she liked diamonds. My mother liked she, diamonds. Okay, 
All right, so we got your mom, we got your dad here. The male energy who's coming through, I'm having a tremendous, when I say I, this is what was going on with him prior to passing, huge difficulty breathing, burning sensation in my lungs. Now, the burning sensation could indicate something like cancer, but it could be some other type of lung ailment. And the weird thing, uh, or the notable thing, is I'm feeling fluid build up in the lungs, like... <sighs> Like that, real, really difficult. So this could be like a pneumonia. It could be lung cancer, but it could be a pneumonia or it could be a congestive heart failure. And yeah. the other thing is I feel that um, your dad was having difficulty eating and holding down food prior to passing. And there's mm -hmm. a sense of nausea. Does this make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, what your parents want you to know is that they are no longer suffering from any physical ailments. Did one of them or is someone close to you like to, of all things, tap dance, they're actually talking about tap dancing. Oh, I did. You did. Okay, verifiable mm -hmm. fact following the message. Remember the earlier reading? This is how yeah. they're letting you know that they're around you, aware of what's happening. Also, that we've properly received and interpreted the message because you were the one who used to tap dance. Your folks are fantastic on the other side. And um, this now I'm going to start laughing because now they're in a conga line. And I'm hearing dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Did they like doing the conga or like to go to these big dance parties? But I'm Well, my mother was a big dancer. Big dancer. It's funny because oh, yeah. there's something about doing a conga line, hmm. you know, and it's like I have the feeling, uh, Rosemary, that, that your parents would be the ones like, let's start the conga line, and they'd be the ones that would get this whole thing going. Now, is there a Mick or a Mickey connected to you or to them? And the reason I'm saying that, I, I was talking about Walt Disney before, I'm actually seeing an image of Mickey Mouse. So it could be, hey, we love going to Disney or something like that. Oh. But I'm, I'm getting like a Mick, could be Nick, but like Michael. Mick or Mick. Michael. Michael, who's Michael? My husband. Is he here in this world? Yes. Okay. Well, let's see what they want to say about Michael. Um, interesting. They're talking about his digestion and his esophagus. Okay. And I get like this, this burning sensation and like, mm -hmm. um, is he getting a lot of acid indigestion and like repeating? Yeah. Okay. He need, is he, he is not doing enough about this. And it's not so much him, but he needs to get into a doctor. Because what's happening is they're explaining to me that the hydrochloric acid from his stomach, it's splashing up through the esophageal sphincter, which is the valve on the top of the stomach, and it's burning his esophagus. And he needs medical attention and the proper medication to bring this mm -hmm. under control. Okay. So Thank what you. appointment are you making Michael schedule first thing in the morning? <laughs> yes. And, and I'm not kidding about that. You no, betcha. no, I... I... I I I I I'm, I will talk to him. I know. Okay. What's with the asparagus? What's with asparagus? Um, Love it. Love it. Um, hate it. I I started eating it not too long ago. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. This is an indicator that your parents, um, the their spirits are around you and aware of what's happening with you. If you just start eating asparagus, and that is also an objectively verifiable fact. Following the message about your husband, Michael, that he needs to get in and get this medication. Let me explain something. What your parents are doing is what I have termed spirit intervention. Your husband is on the verge of a much more serious health problem, but they are intervening, giving the advice to guide him, and, they, and this will head off at the pass a much more serious problem. So Michael has the luxury 
of being able to take care of this now. If he waits, that luxury will evaporate. So I will leave that with you. Okay. And, Mark, thank you. I had a reading with you a couple years ago on the phone. Great to talk to you again. Oh, great. Pardon me if I don't remember because I I do quite a bit of readings. But thank you so much, and and God bless Mm -hmm. you. All right. Thank you, Mark. Bye-bye. Thanks, Roseanne. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. So let's talk about your books. So um, you've done... One of them? Yeah. Yep. Let's talk about one of Eternity. So okay. Evidence right. of Eternity. Tell us about that one. Well, Evidence of Eternity is my my um, second book, and it explains uh, the nature of spirit communication in the afterlife based on science, theoretical physics, human physiology—excuse me, human physiology—and evidence. And one of the objectives of Evidence of Eternity is to answer very difficult questions, such as, um, "Is there a hell?" What happens to people who commit suicide? Um, do animals have souls? Is reincarnation real? Um, it also bridges the gap between the spiritual and the scientific. I know that a lot of religious extremists and fanatics um, take a very um, negative view towards uh, mediumship. And, you know, you have to forgive them for that, for they know not what they do. But the thing is, this is guidance from the higher power on how to help people here in our world. Um, I tend to get a lot of medical information from spirits, but I also get other information which helps people understand that the afterlife does exist. And so that's what Evidence of Eternity does. And it's in, I think, um, 10 different languages now. Just came out on audiobook, and I'm very honored to say that it was actually submitted for a Pulitzer Prize. <gasps> Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's great. Yeah, I understand it was the first book of its genre to uh, to be considered for a Pulitzer. And uh, so I'm, I'm working on my new book uh, now oh, in the process of it. writing it. Uh, well, um, let me talk about my first book, Never Letting Go, though. Before okay. we do that, my my first book, Never Letting Go, is in I think it's 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 in several different languages, um, and it is a guide on the journey through grief. Now it does touch upon some of the science, um, but this is when people are reeling from the loss of a loved one. This is the book. It's recommended by hospices and grief counselors all over the world, and um, it it uh, I'll never forget. Um, when Never Letting Go came out, and it did it did very well when it initially came out. I mean, it still is, but I'm saying, like, sure. yeah, my publishers were all happy with the sales, and, well, that's nice. And then I got a letter, uh, somebody actually by snail mail, somebody in Australia, and she said that she was so depressed when her mother died, she was going to commit suicide, and she went to the um, the, the bookstore, and she said, all of a sudden, this book fell off the shelf in front of her, and she picked it up, and it was Never Letting Go. And she said that book saved her life and kept her from committing suicide. And wow. when when I got that letter, it's like everything that you have to go through to get a book published, all the rejections, all the nastiness, all the you know editors at publishing houses that are atheists and don't understand you know <laughs> that there is a God. Um, sure. All, all the, the, the stuff that the religious nuts and the cynics uh, attack you, none of that matters. Not one bit of it. 
And if I only sold that one book on the other side of the world in Australia, it was worth it. It was worth all of it. And and so never letting go um, really opened up a lot of doors for me. And when I was on the never letting go tour, that's when people started asking me these very deep um, questions about suicide and the other side and and criminals and you know various levels and is there a hell and these 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 type of questions and that's what led me on the road to evidence of eternity. My new book, since the lectures that I give throughout the country, um, and I've been a headline speaker at IANS International Association Near Death Studies. Uh, um, I'll be speaking there again in uh, in September. Um, also at the AREI, Afterlife Research Institute, um, at the Edgar Casey Center. I've spoken at Harvard, Brown, Columbia, Yale, the Vail Symposium, the Sedona Symposium, um, all, all sorts of expos and conf- you know conferences across the country. And people really like when I talk about how quantum physics is compatible with the afterlife and is uh, an understanding quantum physics is the basis for understanding eternal life spirit communication and that everything that we do as mediums is real and that the afterlife is not some fanciful figment of anyone's imagination and that everything um, even the so-called metaphysical and paranormal that there is a rational and logical science-based explanation for everything. And so that's uh, that's what I'm working on with my new book. Oh, great. Um, yeah, and, you know, the emotional thread ties us with our loved ones in this life and beyond, always remain strong. So, you know, I mean, these both books lead on top of one another, and this other book sounds great. And at this time, what we're going to do is we're going to take a commercial break. So, listeners, if you're interested in calling in, give us a call at 1-888-627-6008, and you can talk with our guest, Mark Anthony. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Music is all around us in this world. And we invite you to listen to this powerful, romantic, and enchanting music from Galeb. Galeb's velvet tenor voice will transport you to another time and space with his romantic and powerful vocals. His inspiration in his performance draws from the tenors he most admires, such as Bocelli and Pavarotti, Domingo, and Corelli. Come check out this great tenor at galeb.net. That's spelled G-H-A-L-E-B dot net. Welcome back to Out and Out Vibes with our guest Mark Anthony tonight. We're going to go right ahead and take a call. But I just want to repeat the number in case anyone else would like to give us a call. It is 888-627-6008. All right. I know we have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. Welcome to Out Now. Hi. What's, What's your, your first name? name? Hi, my name is Julie. Julie. Okay. 
And what do you have a question for Mark? One question, please. Yes. So someone really close to me has passed away um, this year. And I was away at school, and I wasn't able to be at her funeral, and I also was told about it late. And so I was just wondering if you could see if she's, if she's there to talk to yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Let's, her name let's is Mary. Okay. All right. First off, don't supply me with information. Okay. And I'm not, not, I'm not <laughs> yelling at you, but that's my job is to bring the information through. Let me ask you this. Did you ever have a collie or a dog that looked like a collie, like a Sheltie? No, she had many cats. I, no, I'm not. From not what asking, I know. No, no, no. Julie, Julie, Julie. Mm-hmm. I'm asking mm-hmm. you if you or someone close to you had a Sheltie or a collie, something that looked like a collie, because what I'm saying is, there's the spirit of a collie coming through, a dog. Hmm. I uh, I didn't. What I can what popped into my head is my um, grandma had a lot of uh, cock, not uh, cocker spaniels. That's all I can think of. Yeah, this one looks. I mean, I, I yes, I I know, but I know the difference between a cocker spaniel and a sheltie or or like a miniature collie. But I am definitely seeing some type of dog that looks like a collie. So I want you to make a note of that because I know this is going to mm-hmm. hit you later on. Um, now with Mary, do you know if she? And the reason I'm asking this because there's a female spirit coming through, and this may not be Mary. This could be somebody else connected to you. But it almost feels like some weird neurological condition. And the reason I'm saying this is um, the tips of my fingers and my feet are now numb, and it's almost like ALS or some type of degenerative neurological condition because I feel that she was having increasing difficulty over neuromuscular control, being able to walk, even being able to, to hold things, and I'm getting all this terrible pain running up and down my spine and uh, mm-hmm. all my joints feel inflamed, and there's all sorts of, like, electrical shooting pains throughout my, uh, my whole body. So this this female who is coming through, and it may not be your friend Mary, but this lady was in tremendous physical pain. She was very heavily medicated prior to passing, and she, she needed to be, okay? And she's admitting this, and I'm also getting um, this very weird thing going on with her heart, um, kind of keep getting the word ablation. I'm not sure what an ablation is, but I keep hearing ablation. Does any of this make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if uh, now I'll let you explain. Um, in what way? Yes. Uh, she had terrible back issues. She was dealing with it for a long time. Um, I know her fingers were uh very swollen. Uh, she couldn't stand up. For a while, she was going back and forth from the hospital. I'm pretty sure she had talked to me about fluid in her back as well. Okay. All right. So let me go to her. She keeps talking about the one thing she always wished she could have and, uh, done with you was go to the ocean one one last time. Does that make any sense to you? Um, Not the ocean, but she always wanted to go to the movies again with me. No, no, no. She's talking about going to the ocean. I'm seeing, like, mm-hmm. waves pounding upon the shore. 
okay? Okay. There's something specifically about, and I don't mean to say no, 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 um, you know, but, but she's showing me, I feel like I'm standing on a beach. I'm smelling salt spray. I'm seeing the ocean. And there's something okay. very specific about the ocean that maybe perhaps you and she have in common. I'm not sure. All right, let, let's let's do this. When you think of the ocean and going to the beach, most people like that. But other than, gee, it's fun to go to the beach, what's the emotional significance for you? <clears throat> it's very calming for me. It's a, It's kind of a blissful place. Okay. Now... Do you know if she ever, or do you recall her ever talking to you about the ocean, the beach, um, standing with her feet in the water, um, like on the beach when the, the, the waves just kind of come up and lap your feet and her smelling the salt air? No, I, I really don't remember her talking about that with me. Interesting, because that's what she's showing me. And she's showing me standing there with the sun in her face, the ocean. I think what she's conveying to me, the reason that I ask what do you get from when you think of and feel the ocean is that bliss and that peace. And I think what she's telling me is that she's now in this place of great peace because what I'm seeing is I'm standing on, or rather she's standing on the beach, a barefoot, and I'm feeling the water just barely touching my feet. I feel the salt spray filling my lungs. It feels good. I see this beautiful sunset over the ocean, and I feel absolutely perfect. And I think what she's telling you is that basically you and I would call this heaven. You can call it nirvana, the white light, whatever you want to call that. That's what she's experiencing, okay? And I know you said she had a bunch of cats, but... Is there something about a raccoon, a raccoon that might make sense to you in some way? Um, no, I don't know. When you think of a raccoon, what comes to mind? Uh, I thought maybe that's something she might have thought about one of her cats, or maybe something to do with one of her cats. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm not so sure if um, a reading on air is, is appropriate for you. I think you'd be better in a one-on-one -on -one because what I'm getting a lot from her is very metaphorical, very philosophical, and more in-depth type things. And you're going to need more time to reflect on this than we have on the show. So suffice it to say, what we've gotten from Mary is that she has left the pain and suffering of the material world behind, and she's now in the higher frequencies. And there's something about a raccoon, like a rocky raccoon, something. Because uh, she showed me the image of a raccoon very, very clearly, and I know that these are the type of things that um, there's a period after the reading that I call the unfolding. It can take hours, days, weeks, even longer for things to start making sense. I get emails every single day from people who are like, oh, my God, afterwards, they're thinking about that. So I'll leave that with you. Thanks for calling in, Julie. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Julie. So what was the other question that you had for Mark, Gina? Um, there's something about grief, crime, grief. How are grief and crime related? What I've seen in my work as both an attorney and as a medium is that grief can lead to behaviors that 
cause one to commit crime, which then lead to inflicting grief upon another person. For example, particularly in the cases of children and uh, children, teens, young adults, there's a death in the family or someone very close to them. And it, in the, the family, if there is a family for this person, does not deal with it properly. There's no grief counseling. There's no discussion. There's no faith community. It's all don't worry about it. Don't think about it. And so what happens is grief cannot be ignored or avoided. You can't out-drink it, out-snort it, out-smoke it. Um, you can't have enough sex to make it stop hurting you. And so you, you, by, by people trying to ignore or suppress it, it emerges in other ways, in the form of alcoholism, drug addiction, impulsive behaviors. So think of people that become an alcoholic because they're depressed and sad. Because I never met a happy drug addict or alcoholic. They're, you know, they're, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. People don't wake yeah. up one day and go, you know, I think I'll start shooting heroin because my life is so good. People do it because they're in pain and they don't want to hurt anymore, so Correct. they're self-medicating. And and that person gets behind the wheel of a car and doesn't mean to go cause an accident and kill another person or several people. So their grief led to crime, which has now inflicted grief upon other people. And I see this cycle time and time and time again. And in the legal system, you know, we catch these people or the police catch these people and punish, punish, punish. And, of course, they should be punished. But why don't we deal with the root of the problem? Why are they so unhappy? And what I've seen is probably 99 times out of 100, it all comes back to the death of a loved one and the developmental phases of that person's life, and it was never dealt with properly. Wow. So that really means we all need to go through some type of therapy, no matter what we do, whether it's healing. healing. Yeah. 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 Well, healing, um, even if it's going to your church for a grief share group, you know, because there are some people, let's say there's a child in in a family and um, a grandparent dies. And nobody ever talks to that little boy or little girl, you know, why grandma and grandpa are no longer there. Or a beloved pet dies. Or let's say a sibling dies. So let's say you have a child who's about four or five years old and they have a ten-year-old sibling who dies. And everyone's like, oh, well, you know, they're just four. They, They don't really understand what's going on. Well, yeah, they do. They may not understand it with absolute clarity, but they know there's been this great disruption in, in their mm-hmm. family. And there's this intense sadness and this, this you know, missing somebody. So it's important for, for people to reach out to their faith community and, or go to counseling or for, you know, if nothing else, for God's sakes, parents, you know, sit down and talk to your child. Okay? Right. And, yeah. And don't tell them how to feel. Listen to how they're feeling. Um, you know, I see there, I, I see a lot of, uh, really good parenting skills. Uh, one thing I'll say about uh, millennial parents, particularly the dads, they're very mm-hmm. good at the kids. They love them up and hold them and hug them, and that's great. But then I see other ones, hey, chill out. Like, don't go there, dude. You know, like, don't talk to your child like, hey, dude. Okay, be a parent. Your child is not a dude or a dudette or a chick. This is your child. Act like a parent. Mm-hmm. I agree. And try not to be their friend. Act like like you said, a mom or a dad. Yeah, everyone wants to be a child friend. Oh, we must, you know, we're like friends. You know what? I was best friends with my parents when I became an adult. And my my parents, they, they, you know, they weren't, 
they were firm. They were not cruel, okay? But they set definite parameters and boundaries, and I thank God for that every day of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I'm a little more – I adopted a little girl from China. Her name's Barbara, and I've always been firm with her. My, me and her dad are divorced. I'm remarried to my second husband. And I've always been like I'm the alpha girl, and I'm the one who lays down the law and disciplines her and stuff. And the other two are more, you know, laid back, friendly. But it's interesting because now since she's gotten older, she's like going to be 15, she like talks with me more than the others. And even though I'm still her discipline, she says, thanks for not letting me do this or do that because it's helping me now in high school. Perfect. You see, yeah. that's, you know, and the thing is, you know, you're, when you try to be your, your child's friend, You've got to be a parent, and sometimes parents have to, you know, be a real buzzkill. Uh, you know, you've got to set uh, parameters, discipline. It's like, uh, and we don't have enough time to talk about this, all these school sure. shooting. Well, where were the parents? Okay, why is your kid so depressed that they feel it's necessary to walk into a school with an automatic weapon? What What's going on with the parents? Why don't you know this? Why Why don't you see the sadness on your child's face? Why do you have automatic weapons in the household? What, where, you know, when your kids are building pipe bombs in the garage and you don't know this? Okay. And I'm not pinning all these things on, on the parents, but the, the fact is parents have to be involved with the child and sticking them in front of an electronic device, um, is, you know, like computer games and computers and cell phones is not parenting. That's avoidance. And sometimes, yeah. you know, let's, Take the earbuds out, turn off the electronic devices, the TV, and let's have dinner together and actually talk. Yeah. So, Mark, we're getting close to the end of our show. How would people get in touch with you if they want to have a reading or read your book? How should they find out more about you? Um, kindly visit my website, which is the same as my last book, evidenceofeternity.com. And you can find a please, um, I ask people kindly subscribe to the newsletter and you can find that on my website, evidenceofeternity.com. Find out about my upcoming events. Um, find out about my books. I've got a blog on there, a grief management section on my website, which is a free resource open to people. And of course, you can find out about readings. I'm going to be uh, traveling across the country. I've got um, events um, lined up in Colorado, Texas, looks like Georgia, Pennsylvania, um, California, and I know there's uh, more things uh, getting getting booked all the time. And um, and so if people go to my website, evidenceofeternity.com, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and please sign up for my newsletter, uh, which will keep people abreast you know abreast of what I'm doing in fact uh newsletter went out earlier today uh, with the BBS radio show that we're on right now oh, oh great. that's great <laughs> well, well we thank both you responded. very <laughs> thank you very much for being a guest with us Mark Anthony and we'd love to have you back again I look forward to it and to all the listeners uh, God bless you and for everybody who has a mother in heaven okay remember her with love and Mother's Day without mom is really tough, but know one thing, your mom is in the light and she does not want you to suffer. Beautiful sentiment. Yes. Thank you very much. Okay, this is Gina. 
and, and this is Nancy, and we're out and out vibes. Peace out. Thank you so much for sharing this radio adventure with us this evening. Join us next time as we explore another topic which will expand your awareness of yourself and unlock potential opportunities for all of our listeners. See you next time on Out and Out Vibes.